Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur. Hey, welcome everyone and thank you for tuning into my podcast again. And today I have with me Alicia and she's absolutely amazing, driven young lady. She's uh, she's a coach. She's doing so many things and I honestly can't keep up <laughs> with her. And now actually I start to run as well and I'm sharing always my time. I did it yesterday again because she's always inspiration. You know, she's here for us. She's always motivating people with what she's doing and how she shows up. And I believe all of us should have the standards you're showing up and welcome Alicia. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. It's truly a pleasure. And thank you for the beautiful introduction. And I love, I love hearing how people introduce me. And I just love, like you said, showing up and just motivating others. And I, it's funny you say that because if I miss out on a live video on my Facebook, I actually get private messages from people going, am I okay today? <laughs> I love it. That is, you can really see that you are inspiration and people actually waiting for that. And I think that's the amazing thing when we do something constantly you know every day or when you show up every week people just kind of used to it and and that's that's an example of a leader Louise, I'll probably ask you if you can tell us something about you <laughs> oh that's a big question just yeah. one aspect or everything <laughs> I just, just just wrap it up I'm sure you can make it in time because you're so fast <laughs> Yeah, I'll bring in my fast speed action energy. Um, I guess a bit about me. So I've been on, as everyone is on a epic journey and I've overcome struggles, um, had many successes through my life. Um, I've been a, a victim of bullying. I've been a survivor of domestic violence and come out the other side. Um, I've been an early childhood educator of the year in 2013, Young Designers Award um, in year nine um, at high school. Uh, just recently, Life Coach of the Year, International Life Coach of the Year last year and best-selling author, which smashed it out of the park. And at the same time, have lost everything. So I've hit bottoms and I've hit highs and then I've had highs and lows at the same time. And I'm just like, I don't know how I'm supposed to be feeling right now. I don't know whether to be happy or sad or what I should be doing. So it's just a matter of experiencing all the experiences, feeling all the emotions and just taking whatever lessons are being taught to you and using that to your advantage to then inspire, motivate and help others in terms of good times, bad times and all in between. Like we always say, life isn't a straight flat line. It'll be boring if it was like that. It's oh, going yeah. to be all the squiggly lines and up yeah. and down. And and um, honestly, it's pushing through it. I don't like really using the word pushing through it, but taking those steps, better word, taking those steps to overcome whatever successes or challenges you have, you start to realize how much confidence, how much grit, how much resilience you have within yourself. And then you start to level up. And that's something that I've noticed within my journey is the more that I've overcome my fears, my limitations, my head noise and mindset, there's new parts of me that I start to discover. And if you, if you would like, if you, I, a little bit about me. I used to have a fear of driving. So I only got my license six years ago. And a lot of people wow. are like, what? 
I'm like, yeah, I, I had a fear of driving. Another thing, I had a fear of calling up for a pizza at the age of 19 because I was scared, that scared to get on the phone and go, oh, my God, I don't know what to say. I also had a fear of speaking with others as well. And here I am speaking one to many all the time. And it was just a matter of, you know, facing those fears and just overcoming those. And there's always going to be some sort of fear there. It's just how do you grip on it and just take that step and trust in yourself that it's going to be okay on the other side. Okay, you can probably see that. Again, this is happening. I'm so connected because I'm actually going with you for the journey because I know what it is like. And when, you, when you're talking about those fears, because I believe a lot of people have fears. We just don't have time sometimes pause ourselves and, and think about it. Okay, how I can deal with that? What can I do? And I think that's the major thing that you are on the journey. You're lucky one. You, you really decide to do something and, and you decided to to go on the journey of coaching, for example, because that's big journey of personal development and actually dealing with those emotions and things. And maybe when I will take you a little bit back because now it's, you know, you have all tools and everything, but people don't have it. Then when you were really that scared, because I actually can rely on that. I really always wanted to go with someone to shop when I was young. I don't know. I just now realized that when people started to talk about fears, I realized I always ask my friend or my neighbor, to go to the shop with me. And I didn't realize there was fear. I just thought that I just want to be with someone or maybe I just want to, I don't know. It was very strange. And I realized that I was probably scared of something. I still don't know what was that, but maybe being seen, maybe being rejected. I don't know what was that, but it was interesting. All the other things that come up, fear of being alone, fear of yeah. um, fear of being judged, fear of making a mistake or making a fool of yourself, you know? Yeah. There's all these different, you know, factors. Crazy. Yeah. And yeah, and I will take you back. How did you, like, first of all, probably you had to be aware of that fear or, or something came up that you were like, okay, this is enough. Or is it, was that kind of stage that you were desperate? You were already so down that you decided to do something with it? Or what was that, you know, the, that trigger to change? Okay. Each fear has been a different trigger within my life. So, for yes. instance, calling up for a pizza. Well, I moved <laughs> out at the age of 19. Um, well, when I moved out of my ho home at the age of 21, and I had to learn how to call for a pizza. And I think it was one time I was at home by myself and my flatmate had gone out and I really wanted a pizza. And I'm like going... <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to call. And I had to face that fear. Otherwise, starve. It was the, you know, I had two hungry. choices. Yeah, so I was hangry. And I'm like, right, let's see how I go with this. And mind you, it was really scary to do because I'm there holding it, looking at my phone going, okay, I just have to press the numbers. And then it sounds so ridiculous. And I even did this with calling a taxi as well. That, that was just calling out for help was really hard for me. And I guess I just grabbed it and just did it and realized that I could do it. And it started breaking those barriers. Um, my fear for driving, for instance, um, that was a big career step for me. So I, can, I, I was face to face with my fears. So I um, worked in the corporate world in early childhood education. I worked from being a trainee to then an educator, educational leader, assistant center manager, center manager. And then I had the opportunity to become an operations manager. And um, my peers who were already operation managers, because we started off as directors, 
They're like, Alicia, you shouldn't be a director. You need to be with us, but you don't have your license. So hurry up and get your license. And I'm like going, oh, my God, I really, really want to step up in my career. And if I don't do this, I'm going to live in regret for not taking this opportunity. So again, I just went, okay, I'm going to start driving lessons. And um, mind you, I'd been on my L plates for 10 years, moving interstate from New South Wales to Victoria, back to New South Wales. So my L's renewed itself and I had gone for driving lessons, but I made two incidents um, occur where I made a mistake on the road and no accidents or anything like that, but a couple of mistakes. And I was like, that's it. I'm never driving again. But this time I went, no, this is, you know, for career growth. And um, this is actually a beautiful story. This has just come up for me. Um, The day of my Nana's funeral, I actually went for my P's test and I actually gained my P's on her, on her, on the day of her funeral. Unfortunately, we couldn't time it really right. I swear she's looking over me and helped me through that process. So yeah, that was my that was my first huge step forward, and um, that was when I actually um, was going through my breakup with my uh, breakup of my marriage as well. So it was the first step of independence as well, because wow. I wasn't relying on a parent and I wasn't relying on my husband. It was now me becoming an independent woman and a successful corporate woman at that too. So, yeah, I ended up doing that and um, overcoming that fear. Um, same as talking in front of people. I remember the first time um, talking in front uh, outside of early childhood education because that was all of my world. Yeah. When I got out of that world and out into this big, hairy, ugly, scary world that I had created I in my that. mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Not that been, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you've been in a industry for 20 years you don't know what else is out there and the unknown is so scary because it's uncertainty it's out of that comfort zone and um talking in front of people telling my story and who I was was scary as well and in my mind I always think of the uh the book uh feel the fear and do it anyway Susan Jeffers I read that book yeah and that just completely changed my mindset And I think in the last two and a half to three years, that's what has created me taking so much action, like accelerated action, because I'm like, bang, bang. Everyone's like, how do you do it? I'm like, just feel the fear and do it anyway. If there's fear there, it means it's a good thing because you know you're going to be in this growth zone on who you're actually made of and what you can actually learn. If it doesn't work out, you go, well, that's not for me. But if you do come out... The worst thing that can happen is one, you either stuff it up or two, you really smash it. And um, oh, there is a third thing. You can reflect on yourself and go, okay, what worked, what didn't work and how can I improve for next time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just improve the strategy. And I guess because you learn from that, because when we don't overcome fears, you just kind of like stay stuck. Like you said, you know, that will be just boring life because we just like kind of doing same thing all the time because that's comfortable. Exactly. And it's just exactly so right. boring. And it's so boring. Like <laughs> I perfect, I perfected my center manager job in early childhood education, uh, a 38 hour week. I could condense my work and do every single task yeah. within two days because I'd perfected every single task. And everyone's like, how do you do that? And I just go, I'm in tunnel mode. I'm just going, done. And then I've got free time to interact with people. <laughs> 
that's so cool but because you touched on that it, this is actually great because i realized when i was working for someone when i was working in corporate that's such a good thing that you said because you know you have usually the systems you follow the system you do your work and you do your work a little bit like a lazy lazy way even though it's like a high performing you know culture but still it's kind of like it's not that pressure like it's still kind of doable and and when i was actually working for myself i realized that i can do actually much more like i, I don't need to just you know like do 15 i don't know calls or 15 meetings but i can actually do more during the day or during in two days like exactly what you said like five day work you can actually have it done in three days that means it's not about being or working hard to five days from you know eight to six or seven or eight pm that means your old days all week weekdays are gone but is to work smarter and be productive in like, a, you know, pieces of the time, like really have blocks of the time and, and you can achieve more than ever. And you don't need to actually just, just pretend that you're working and you're working and you're working hours, but you don't really working. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Exactly right. And, and a great thing in terms of leadership, when you're in leadership positions, delegation is another great way to free yeah. up your time as well. Asking for help and support. Um, micromanagers, however, on the other hand, which I used to be, get overwhelmed and overwork themselves and then do everything for everybody. And that's yeah. not a great strategy because you end up burning out. And I learned that the hard way. And I realized that it doesn't matter if you delegate and it doesn't end up being the way that you want it to be. The end question is, did you achieve the goal that you set out to achieve? If it doesn't look like or sound like your thing, but it still hits that goal, then you've hit the goal, the purpose, the reason, the vision and the mission on what it is that you want to achieve because yeah. everybody perceives the world so differently. Yeah. And um, I, I run a perfectionist strategy as well. And, and you know, <laughs> it's got to be, gotta be <laughs> the way, yeah, the best form of, yeah, but on top of that, it can be a form of micromanaging as well where you take jobs off of people and do it yourself because you think you can do it better. And that's, oh, that's the, actually, that's the real issue. What I realize when I'm working in corporates and with leaders, that's the biggest thing, actually, what is happening. People are so egocentric, you know, like, is that high ego? I can do better. And you know what? You don't, you don't do that on time. You can't do it on time because I'm better. I know what, what I'm doing. I leave it with me. But they don't do the, the jobs they should, like you said, you know, like they should take care of people. They should lead them and make leaders, but they don't create leaders because they want to do everything by themselves. That means they are still kind of, they're still employees. They are not leaders. And it's just exactly such a big right. thing. Yeah, that's, that's and it's really a huge, cool. yeah, it's a huge mindset shift. And, and I learned that in my journey and you don't get taught that when you're yeah. in corporate either. Oh. It's not a skill that's taught in school or anything like that. It's something that is learned behavior. And I learned it very quick because I burnt out very, very quickly, especially yeah. when you're looking after 14 childcare centers, oh um, yeah. thousands of staff, thousands of children and thousands of parents. And you've got all of these problems and you're trying to do everything. It just, you could only imagine how much I was like and, and why I had a breakdown. Yeah. And, and I, it's, it's a funny thing because it's exactly, it's, uh, it's happening usually people like you, like successful people, driven people, very high energy, dynamos. They want to do everything. And, and because we are moving so fast, we don't want anyone to stop us or, you know, like hold us back. And I think that's the major thing to sometimes release chill sometimes really you know take a breath and say like i don't need to go you know fastest in the world maybe better 
you know, go smarter. How do you take care of that, like that life work balance? Because that's big conversation right now. And I'm actually getting so many questions at every workshop talking about work life balance. I'm not talking we need to have balance because I don't, I think to be in balance is that boring thing when we are in comfort zone, you know, we do, don't do anything. We are meditating for me, like when I'm meditating and I'm connecting, you know, when I'm in present and like, that's for me balance. Cause I love that feeling, but in general, we, we need to have that self-care and family time and, and sport time and, and that kind of balance. Like you feel great. You feel whole, you feel yourself. How do you do yep. that? <laughs> ah, good question. Um, it's quite funny because two weeks ago, um, I wanted to have two two days off and I actually made myself sick. So I had to clear my two days. <laughs> I there know was about no- that one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, and I even, <laughs> I even prepared myself for it. I was saying to clients, I'm getting sick. And because I kept saying that, I actually ended up in bed sick. And I'm like, going, this is not a good strategy. What I always say to people is life is like, it's not like a seesaw. There's going to be, you've got work on one end, life at the other. And we're always forever trying to balance it. Sometimes we've got more family than work. Sometimes it's more work than family. But this little pointer here is always going up and down the pendulum. And it's just a matter of ensuring Um, that you've got, I always talk about daily disciplines. Um, Some people call it habits. You've got atomic habits. You've got habit stacking. I call it daily disciplines. Uh, This year, one of my themes is spirituality and I've been going on a spiritual journey. And one of the things that I've actually noticed within um, a course that I'm doing is that each day you do a lesson and sometimes it tells, it asks you to do it maybe three times a day for 15 minutes or every hour. And what you start to notice is you start to notice your triggers. You start to notice your habits. You start to notice how you're actually living your life. When I first did it, busyness came up and I went, why is this term busyness coming up? My life isn't busy. I had to start reframing and reflecting on what I was actually doing with my life, what I was doing was I was cramming as much as I could in a 24-hour day. So from September to about December last year, I was working 4.30 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, maybe 12, then going to sleep, maybe waking up at three in the morning and getting up and doing my stuff. And you know what? Ended up burning out. So what I say is try and do small chunks of everything, of things that are projects or whatever you need to do. I've always said this for the last 15 years, work will always be there. It doesn't matter what work there is, there always will be some sort of work that you need to do. And it's a matter of going, okay, these are my projects setting up smart, realistic goals, but breaking it down. So you're doing little chunks at a time. More importantly, um, I heard you say meditate. For me, um, my meditation is running and I love to do my visualization as I'm out on the esplanade. So I'm not even noticing the beautiful beach that I have. I'm actually seeing <laughs> and, 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 and doing like a creative visualization on what my goals and my dreams are. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I've done 10Ks in 54 minutes. Great. I break my record because I've, I've, I've um, put myself in a state of meditation while I'm running. Yes, I'm a bit crazy, but. No, it's, um, it's a good one. I have the same. That means it's, it, you're not crazy. Or we are both. <laughs> good. We're both the same. 
And the other thing that I love to include as well, um, I've done a bit of drumming, my, uh, some drumming and learnt off a Indigenous person in the UK who did some um, spiritual sound healing with me. And uh, we just talked just before. Uh, I actually just purchased rainbow uh, singing bowls. So it's just a matter of bringing different aspects that are interest to you. And for me, I love variety. So I don't like running is my one thing that I do, but I like to have different things to do so I don't get bored. So it's not a groundhog thing. I've got different ways that I can look at ways of meditating, having that self-care, that self-love. And um, something even more important is spending that um, family time. Now, my daughter has been getting a bit angry at me because I have been working at night times. So last night we got we got the cards out. We got the cards out and we played a game called, um, I don't want to swear. Can I swear? Up to you. Uh, That's your time. (laughs) Just do it. It's a game. It's a game called shithead. And so. (laughs) Never heard of that. (laughs) Oh, it's a great game. So me and my daughter, uh, my daughter and I played that last night in between my clients. So it's finding those pockets of time and time managing yourself so then that way you've got time for your family you've also got time for your work because you know sometimes people do work nine to five jobs so you've got to, especially when you're an entrepreneur and a yeah. coach you've got to be really flexible to other people's time um and so it's just a matter of balancing that out for yourself i think that's important that's a really great point like you realize that you were too busy you were running around working 16 18 hours a day then probably didn't have enough time to sleep or be with your daughter and i think when we burn yeah i need <laughs> and when we burn out i think that's the that's the other thing that because we we probably feel guilty as well is this because you don't have time for your body for your health for your daughter for like you don't really like you have the time but you just kind of prioritize so much just work that can be, yeah. Is that any guilt? Do you remember? Like it was, how did you, when you think about that burnout, like people actually don't know sometimes if they're burnout or not, what, how you can describe that? What, what is the burnout actually for you? Like what, how uh, you for me, that? for me, burnout is I feel tired. I start sleeping. I feel fatigued. Uh, my body starts aching. So my body shows it, it physically. Um, mentally I love helping people so to me if I can help people as much as that's my problem is I want to help everybody and so (laughs) when you get this um real love and uh, I'll say addiction it's a healthy resourceful addiction to helping people you just want to continuously help people at the same time um you've got to remember that you're important too and and honestly when I burnt out I was still doing my exercise that's always been a non-negotiable so I for the last six years I have always exercised I may have had one week max of not working out and I've worked six uh, worked out six days a week so if I'm unless I'm really really sick and in bed that's when I know but yeah the burnout for me is sleeping I, I start to get I have to have afternoon naps. Yeah. So I'm there having nana naps. So like I hit, it hits two, three o'clock in the afternoon and I've got to have a sleep till about four, five. If I see a pocket of time, instead of working, I'll go to sleep. Um, yeah. So now what I do is if that starts to occur, I have 10 minute power naps or something like that. So yeah. 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 Power naps are great. I actually, because I was exhausted as well, because I, I I think I was very close to burnout and I know it's really exactly like you said, it's really 
showing up physically that maybe for people they really feel tired maybe it's really time to have a look what's going on in your life and have you prioritize your time because like you said you you know that you needed to exercise but there was something else that you were missing and that was probably enough sleep or you know enough time to just really evaluate have a look what you are doing and yeah maybe just a stress stress management whatever it was but it's it's so interesting like we sometimes just get it you know get let it get to the point when we are just like wrecked because i was like one day i was just so exhausted and I, i it actually took me two weeks i was two weeks from that day i was two weeks tired non-stop tired i had same i actually i never slept during the day i had to go lay down and just really try to sleep and i was just laying down it's like sleep 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 just try trying to have this 20 minutes nap you know when you put your alarm like i need a nap i wasn't able to talk like when i have meetings afternoons like six seven i was just crashing i was like didn't have i, I couldn't articulate it was so so strange and i think that feeling is horrible because you can really end up in hospital it's it's mm-hmm. so dangerous to to let your body because it's that mental tiredness i guess that mm-hmm. mental stress because you are thinking so much you're doing so much and you are always already thinking about step ahead what is what is next and i think mm-hmm. maybe do you think it's something with presence like people should maybe bring a little bit of presence like the present moment and enjoy it because that is kind of pause do you think presence and also I want to say I um, went to a naturopath and I also had an overactive thyroid so okay that's not a problem so um and my naturopath um we've been monitoring my bloods uh, and I'm also a vegan as well so I have to be really careful with my iron as well so it's really important if these signs and symptoms so show up get blood tests find out what's happening with your blood uh presence is an important aspect because you need to take that time out so I try to my mornings are my time yeah. uh, it's a non-negotiable from 5:30 in, in the morning till 10 o'clock we met at 10 today that's my time where I get to do my running I get to enjoy my breakfast and I get to message who I want to and catch up on emails and that that doesn't worry me it fills my heart and i get to do what i want to do at that particular time and then um the rest of the day is working i know it's going to change in the near future um but i i'm always prepared for that and i know what daily rituals and habits i've got which will keep me grounded and that that's really important as well um uh, as i was going to say on this health journey what i noticed was uh when i went in becoming a vegetarian because i only eat eggs now eggs and honey i i did, i was a vegan i was very strict vegan but i've included eggs again one thing i noticed was that my blood my blood um count and all of that actually improved yeah. so something that i noticed and and this is why i have so much energy now before i was i reckon i was worse so after i would eat i would get really really tired and i'd have food coma so to speak um because i was high protein and eating meat and when yeah. you're eating meat it takes 8 hours to digest in your tummy so no wonder you're feeling tired and lethargic because your body is working so hard so now i try to have light foods that are easy to digest and um i include a lot of juices in my um my um eating plan as well my lifestyle and i find that i have more energy people love my energy as well they're like where do you get all of this energy and i claim it on exercise and also 
the way that I have in my eating lifestyle, it's so yeah. different. I don't call it a diet because when you go on a diet, you're restricting yourself. It's a lifestyle choice that you make and you commit to yourself. Like with health and fitness, it's a lifestyle choice. Same as your hobbies, it's a yeah. lifestyle choice. And once you start using those words, it becomes, le- there's a lot less um, heavy energy on there. Yeah, if you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than restricting and feeling constrained and you've got, you know, the, yeah. the, the handcuffs around you going, I can't have that. But when you free yourself of that and just let go, I talk a lot about surrendering and letting go of all of those sorts of things. A lot of um, it, it starts to become so much more easily and effortless. So, yeah, for me, it was more about lifestyle choices for me. So then that way I avoided all of that burnout. And yeah. I love what you say. I love what you say that it's effortless now. Like you actually just let go because that's exactly when we do diet. We are so strict, for example, we diet. Like we, we just had this 30 day challenge. I did so many challenges because after like IVFs and miscarriages, it was really hard. And my naturopath say same thing. She was like, I wonder why you are tired. Like you lost so much blood. You need to start to eat soups. And I was like, is that really that simple? It's just eating different way, you know? And I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this, you know, like a chicken broth. And, and I just started to eat more, more shakes and just change the lifestyle. I never, because I can't starve. I, I can't do diets. Like I can't starve because I'm, I'm, I don't have energy for, for, like you said, you know, exercise, working. I, I burn so much energy to do that stuff. <laughs> it's just, you can't have small foods. And yesterday, oh, there was a funny thing. I was somewhere, I was sitting with my client in some, I can't remember, there was like a restaurant. And there was this uh, menu that says that daily intake of adult is kind of like 8,000 calories. And I was like, how someone in, on a menu can advertise that in Australia when your normal daily intake probably should be around two and a half, 3,000 calories. When, and that's even when you do sport. Like yeah. I, was, I was just looking at it and I was like, this is just like all wrong because how we eating what is the lifestyle? Like you said, it's so important just to add some great things into your body, even if it's soup, even if it's, you know, shake or, or juice. Oh, when I read it, I was like, oh my God, like, like this is something that needs to be like kind of part of education because it's so important for your energy, for your performance. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I know I, I see how you change and as well, you know, like you have more energy. You were tired when we met first time you were, we were working together for a while and you know, like you, you, you struggle at the beginning and I was like, yeah, and you were getting better. And I was looking at you, I was like, yeah, she's better. She's better. She has energy. And, and again, it's visible. It's visible that, you know, you, you eat differently. Maybe you do a different sport. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know I fell into bad habits again. So I was eating um, lots of hot potato chips. I love salty chips. <laughs> I <love> chips. <laughs> And, and because I was training and doing bodybuilding, I was yeah. needing that salt. And I should have just had magnesium, to be honest. That would have been the easy way. But no, yeah. I went for potato chips. And no wonder. You and I'm carbs. Just, you need carbs. Oh, you need energy. That's why we're like, oh, my God, give me all carbs. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I packed on 10 kilos like that. It was muscle and a bit of fat. And people are going, wow, you're really bulky and now I just heard over the last couple of days they're like then you've lost heaps of weight really quickly what have you been doing and no it's salt. just because no no salt <laughs> no salt no hot chips and I 
I've just freed myself from the things that I was, you know, the quick, easy fixes. And I went, no, I'm going to go back to my colorful lifestyle. I call it the colorful lifestyle. Eat the colors of the rainbow um, because that's more enjoyable for yourself. When you're eating those colors, those are the rich foods that you want. That's awesome. I like that. It's good good to think about that. Like, you you know, you have that colorful plate. Like you need to have greens, some, uh, I don't know, avocado, some oils. Some, a sweet potato Be that has beautiful color. Beetroot, Be tomato, capsicum, oh, which capsicum is yellow, green, all oh, red. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. No. Like just bringing in all of those colors and that just brings joy. And, and that was because I used to, here's another fear. I used <laughs> to have a fear of food because of the media and, and what they put out there on this food's bad for you, this food's bad for you, fruit is bad, you'll put on weight with, you know, fruit. If you eat potato, you're going to end up like humongous. Eggs are bad for you. Oh, my gosh, they instill so much fear into you. What I say is just be grateful and mindful with the food that you're eating and just say, thank you for eating. Thank you for this beautiful food that I'm eating right now. It's so beautiful to have this because it's nourishing my body so it can sustain itself all day. And yeah, and I think that's portion size is the one thing because sometimes we just eat because our eyes are eating, you know, like we just like the, the like looking at it. It's like, oh, this is great. This big breakfast. When I see big rec- breakfast in Australia, when I came here, I couldn't believe when my partner ordered that first time and he was like, I will just have big breakfast. And I was like, what? And I saw these like sausage and, and hash brown and all these like really greasy things. And I was like, wow. Like, I will never pack that. Like, I will never. But America, America's it's even not. worse. Yeah, no. America's oh, worse. They've America. got double the size. Yeah. Oh, America is weird with the, with the food and how they actually probably grow it and how they have make it. I don't know. It's really, I was in America in, in Caribbean when I lived there in four months. I put on the weight and I was actually running, exercising. I was 10 hours in the water doing something with clients, you know, like sports. And, and I still put on the weight. And I was eating like fish and stuff, but it was, it's just such a, I don't know the way they do it. It's so scary. It's really scary. I don't know if there are hormones they're, they're adding to everything, but that's a scary thing. Anyway, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> because people will stop eating. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. Enjoy food. Just be so grateful yeah, when you, exactly. and when you're tasting it in, and this is another thing about being present as well. This is really important for like this busyness that we're creating so having time to eat as well is so important. And I've actually scheduled time in my calendar to ensure that I'm eating. So I'm away from my computer. I'm sitting down and I'm actually eating. It's so important to do that. Otherwise, you're just inhaling food and not actually being present That's to the food that yeah, I, I, you end up with indigestion, you end up with stomach aches, you eat the wrong foods if you're rushing as well. And it just switches that whole mindset. And if you are in a rush, get yourself a really good juice or a smoothie or something and have that because you need, I'm such a big advocate on fueling your body with rich, good foods rather than terrible foods. And I'm always thinking about that when I'm going to touch, you know, something or make something or buy something because it's so nice. You, you see the, you know, in, the, in like showcase, beautiful food and tasty cakes. And I used to do that. I, I was going for coffee. I always have you know, a piece of cake because I love how they look like and I love chocolate. And I realized that that is just the fuel, fuel. Like we need to have, like when you put petrol and you have petrol car, if you put diesel into your car, it's not going to start. It's, it's going to have problems. I mean, that's the same thing for us. 
just to really understand we need the right one like we need mm -hmm. to really have that energy but i will probably just move to what you're working on now just i know it will be probably another one hour to talk about what you're working on right now but but let's talk about a little bit about you just just kind of like being aware like this is alicia now this is her big things coming and this is yeah I sure yeah. Fantastic. So right now I've just published two gratitude journals, which is a part one, part two, and it's a 12 month journey on creating, uh, being grateful in your world. And it's got weekly um, challenges as well as activities and then daily gratitudes to do. And then at the end of those seven days, it's a matter of reflecting on what has happened on the week. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate on reflection. Um, it's something that is integral in teachers and educators' lives. So I wanted to bring that into the wider world. Um, and each quote in that book is a defining moment in my life in terms of my healing journey. Another um, couple of things that I'm doing, I'm, I've just recently onboarded a whole heap of authors and I've got authors publishing their books at the moment, some of which haven't have been holding on to their books for 10 years. So being a part of the, the birthing process of them um, launching these books is just amazing because to hold on to a book for 10 years and then finally publish it and just seeing the joy in people's lives to have that release so they can leave their legacy, it means a lot to me that I'm able to help people through this experience. Um, and then I also do business mentoring. Um, I help a lot of youths here in my town getting out of the bedroom and watching Netflix and getting healthy and motivated and actually looking after themselves and feeling that whole self-love, self-care. Um, a, a lot of teenagers are not confident. They feel inadequate, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. And so if I can help these teenagers with looking forward to life rather than being in this stuck state in their bedroom and parents actually getting worried, um, that means the world to me because we've actually had an increase in um, suicide deaths here. We've had eight deaths in the last two months, which is um, considered crisis mode here. Um, and the youngest being 13 years old. So it's not the suicide that's the problem. There are other counterfacts. So there's abuse, there's domestic violence, there's drug and alcohol. And so it's just a matter of tackling these social issues. And it's quite interesting. I'm just going to a social planning networking meeting at one o'clock today. So I'll be part of that process to help what intervention and what strategies we can put in place to help this town grow and thrive and decrease these ever increasing stats that we've got going on here. Yeah, so those are a few projects that I'm working on. Um, there's many, many more, um, a lot of books coming out of me. And um, uh, last year I created 60 books. I've already, uh, this year I've already created about 20. So I'm on a bit of a roll. Um, there's more published books to be coming out. Um, I just love passing on those, uh, my my inspiration, my skills, my knowledge onto others with everything that I've learned. And yeah, stay tuned for my next book, uh, published book, which will be um, inspiration from our, uh, from the early years learning framework. I'm actually devising an adult framework, which is based off the five outcomes within early childhood education. And I'll give you a sneak peek. Would you like to hear a sneak yeah, peek? <laughs> so the five outcomes and I thought this is great for adults to actually live by. And, and we do this for children's learning and development. And outcome one is you've got a strong sense of identity. Outcome two, you're connected with and contribute to the world. 
Outcome three, you have a strong sense of well-being. Outcome four, uh, you are a confident and involved learner. And outcome five, you're an effective communicator. And I think those, those will have loads and loads of information underneath that for adults to be epic human beings. So that's the title, how to be an epic human being. But those five outcomes, I was like, this isn't just for children. This could be for adults as well. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm using my coaching models that I've learned through the Coaching Institute. I'm using um, my childhood theory that yeah. I've learned through my Bachelor of Teaching, uh, stuff I've learned through my Certificate Four in Fitness and my nutrition stuff I've done. And I'm jam packing that all together on top of all the personal development books that I've put. I'm using bits of everything to come up with a really cool framework and five ways on how to be an epic human being. That sounds so great. And, and that's, I think it's so important. And it's not only at, uh, I think you're in Harvey Bay. Is that yes. right? Yeah. It's, yes. it's not only there, like it's not only that place, you know, needed. It's all Australia in general, all world, because also, you know, COVID and all what happened last year and a half, I guess. A lot of people going through struggle and I can see it here. I, I had a few workshops in gyms and, and they send me back messages like, hey, this will be great for parents and for kids. Like this is so important, not just for trainers and people that want to be motivated and they want to do something, you know, for their health. And I said, that's such a great thought because everyone needs to hear that. Like we learn so much. We help ourselves. You help your, you, you know, like you help to be better person every day you are you know with high awareness and I think that's just so amazing and I think everyone needs that I think that's mm. just such an amazing thing that you do was so so amazing thank you anyway let's let's uh, wrap up where people can find you or something at the end what you would like to share some okay so things. where people can find me where in the world is Alicia so you can find yeah, me on Alicia yeah, Harvey Bay. Come to Harvey Bay and you'll probably see my face everywhere very soon. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you can find me on hbgratitude.com.au. You can also find me at aliciaannwade.com.au. I also have my own uh, public page as well, Alicia Ann Wade, um, HB Coaching, Leadership and Business. Um, Instagram is coach2aw, Twitter is Alicia Ann Wade one. Great. Okay. I will write it down. I will share it in description because it's a lot probably to remember, but we will definitely put description and people can connect with you, can send you a message or call or Excellent. And I forgot one more. I forgot one more because yeah. social media is just amazing. I'm also on Clubhouse, but I'm also on TikTok as well. TikTok's amazing. <laughs> You're everywhere. Wow. This is one busy woman still, man <laughs> still managing the, the life work balance, still looking healthy and having a lot, a lot of energy. That means I believe we have all something to learn from you. And yep. thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and, and tips and uh, yeah, all that I think was amazing. And I can't wait to publish the podcast because I believe everybody will learn something from you. Thank Beautiful. You. Thank you so and much. And the big secret that will come later, but we can't, we can't talk about that, but I will invite you after that for another podcast. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, I yes, yes. I can't wait to, you know, that be revealed. revealed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So stay tuned everywhere. Yeah. Everyone. It's a to be continued dot, dot, dot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Alicia. Have a Thank beautiful you. day. <laughs> you too.